Good morning. I'm Howard Brown, the senior pastor at Christ Central Church. Merry Christmas to everybody. Go ahead and say that early. Um, Merry Christmas to everybody. Doggone. Y'all want me to be happy. Um, Yesterday, I've got good news. Yesterday, Kelly and I celebrated 11 years of marriage. Give all praise to her. Um, It took nothing short of the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Eleven years. Um, I thank everybody who helped out this week when we had participated in the Cornell West um, lecture. Um, Appreciate you guys, the band. Doug, thank you, Doug. Um, All those who helped organize it, thank you. Um, so this is a Christmas homily, and uh, let me let me finish reading what was read already for you um, in the lesson by Jeremiah Hopes about the shepherds as they watch their flocks. And you have two readings in chapter two right before this. Verse sixteen says this: So they, the shepherds, hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were, which were just as they had been told. We've been doing a sermon series this month in icons of the holiday, which means we look at different things that typically stand for Christmas and we just kind of give some historical background on them. Our goal is not to tell you whether it's right or wrong to have a Christmas tree, whether it's right or wrong to sit on Santa Claus's lap or anything like that. Um, But um, we just wanted to use these things that are common during a holiday to help us understand some things that we see in the Word of God in this time. Today we're going to look at Christmas songs or Christmas carols. We know this is a typical part of Christmas, and um, I did some research. Carols originally meant dance, right? You've seen it on uh, Dr. Seuss when they dance around the thing, and um, definitely a European construct. Because we don't dance in circles at our parties. <laughs> but that's what they did, dance in circles. Um, but the dancing eventually um, turned into dancing while you sung. Then carols are outlawed altogether by Oliver Cromwell, a Puritan, who said it was too much gyrating and moving around going on. And uh, then it made a comeback. And this time there was no dancing with it. People just sang songs. And it was entirely at that point when it came back, late 1700s, early 1800s, um, the subject was completely about Christmas, about the nativity scene, about this holiday. So caroling or 
this word wassailing, is that right? Wassailing was popular in England and Bulgaria where groups would go, this is Carolyn now, go from home to home with expectation they would get something. They would knock on your door and they would start singing and hopefully they would get some food or even money for the poor or some candy or some snacks again. A little different than our culture. We don't have as much caroling going on and anyone singing in midnight in my neighborhood means they already had too many snacks. (laughs) And it means they need to get caroled or carried away. But no, I don't want to be too harsh or cynical about it because every year um, a youth group from St. Paul's Baptist Church right down the street comes and they carol to us. They hadn't been by yet, but um, they come and it's great. It's great. Let's talk about the song, the Christmas song, singing together, what we do in church, which makes Christians stand out a little bit. We sing together. It's a weird thing. If you've never been to church in your life and you were to come into a place, here are all these people singing together. No solo necessarily, but Singing, trying to catch up, going along. And what I want you to see is quickly three things about the song, three things in particular that we see at Christmas in the Christmas carol, illustrated by the Christmas carol. And it's these three things. That song, singing, they invade us. They inform us and they invite us. Y'all like those eyes? You know I couldn't get away with it. I haven't got the eye in at the front. Invades, informs and invite us. Now some take the origin of caroling, of singing about the nativity, that the first Christmas carol happened right here with the shepherds. That as they sat out watching their flocks, heaven opened up and it, I couldn't line it up exactly because it didn't say the angels were singing, but it said they were praising God and saying this truth. Now it's kind of written in poetic verse, so I'm figuring they're singing or they're doing some sort of poetry jam or something, but there's music, there's something going on. We look at other parts of scripture, it's singing when you see the angels come. When heaven opens up and there's this huge choir, if you will. Singing. Let's face it, songs, singing are by far the most invading form of human expression. Singing invades our space because we can't help it coming into our ears automatically picked up with it. And with the rhythm of the words, it gets in, right? And at caroling time, like the, the youth group comes, you get this knock at the door. And before you can say no, boom, deck the halls and it just starts up. You try to go shopping and what happens? Rudolph, invade your shopping time. Jingle bells. You can't help it. It's everywhere. You turn on your radio to your favorite station. Even it's the Temptations Christmas, you know, it's it's right there. It's it's Michael Jackson and the Jackson five singing. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, even if you don't want to hear it. But boom, you push your dial and it's there. Singing invades us. It's invading as it should be, and it was, and it's message to these shepherds. They were afraid, the Bible said, because close encounters of the third kind showed up right there in the field, and they'd never seen a sci-fi flick. We might be more prepared for it if we saw something like that. 
Understand for shepherds starting, standing guard over all that wasn't theirs, most of them were hired, was the most important thing. They had to keep their job. They couldn't let anything happen. And so they're real tense and in fear that they and what they were over and what defines them, their job as shepherds, was to be alert and be evasive. They are rightly guarded because there is danger in darkness. They had the original security job, y'all. This was rent-a-security guard kind of job. It was dangerous because a lion or something like that could come out the woods singing. That broken tells us something. It, It is made to get past our guard. It is made for, for folk like us who have done everything like these shepherds to not be bothered, to not be irritated, to not be found, to, who, who live like the, they do in, in darkness and fear and insecurity that all that we have and all that is weak in us and broken in us, that, that hopefully all that is takeable from us will be lost if someone or something breaks in. Like these shepherds, we live our lives on constant guard. And we must keep our doors and our ears and our hearts closed because there is danger out there. You can lose your job if you don't hold it close. If you don't work more hours than the next person. Guarded living. You will be found out, maybe, and all that is bad about you and weak about you and and be crushed and eaten by others or, or gossiped about or whatever if you don't guard and protect it and mask it, right? Here's the point. You and I are trapped like these shepherds in a job, bound, protecting and guarding, closing our lives off for ourselves, by ourselves. We are separated from light and truth and forgiveness and freedom in so many areas because like these shepherds, we have to protect our own lives. And what happens in the song is a song breaks in. It gets behind our defenses. It knocks at the door of our hearts with its rhythm and with its melodic lines and the words find a place that that makes sense and like songs, they won't leave us alone. God and His communication, not only in the holidays, but if we look at the Scripture throughout redemptive history, has chosen to invade our hearts and our lives with song, with a won't leave you alone or leave you easily breakthrough of a harmonic, harmonic truth that speaks to your condition wherever you are. Whoever you are, the song of God's redemption can, can get in and find you and stay with you. And, and in that, songs actually describe the mission and meaning of Christ's coming. I mean, think about what it means that Jesus came. He didn't ask for an invitation to come to this world. He didn't ask for or wait for an invitation to come into your life. Jesus invaded us. He, he, His coming was an invasion into our everyday and dark life. He is an invasion into all we try to protect and can't. Jesus is this beautiful, harmoniously audacious and constructively catchy. And if you want to say catching Savior, he is like the song. That invades us. But the song, the carol, is not only invading in that it's informing. 
do you know it's Christmas time? Huh? How do you really know that it's here? Because those dumb songs start up. Right? You go into the store and it tells you Christmas time is here. It tells you have a holly jolly Christmas whether you want or not. I'll be home for what time is it? It, on your job, in your car, in the grocery store, in the bathroom, on the elevator, it has told you your whole world, cause of songs, has turned into and been changed into the North Pole. You, you can almost expect to see some little people and talking animals to show up. Your whole view and attitude change. Hey, how you doing? Merry Christmas. Folk get corny at Christmas. Something happens to them. Hello, how are you doing? I don't know. What's wrong? Chris. Oh, it's the music. It informs you. It changes the way you see what you see and act like you act and view what you view. Everything through song looks green and rad, right? Listen up loud and obnoxiously clear. It's Christmas. Not get with it. But guess what? If you didn't know it, you are in it already. Christmas is here. Okay, for these shepherds, it's just a regular old night on the job. It's just another dark night. For some of them, it's just another high anxiety, fear of what you can't see that could possibly take your life and wealth away night, right? Or another night of boredom, of another night of, man, I sure am a bad shepherd because I just woke up again. You know how you go to sleep, you, you don't know when you're nodded off, all you know is you woke up. Another reminder how slack you are. Another night of dreams, right? Of I know I'm not going to be a shepherd long. One day I'm going to own the sweater factory, right? You know, you know, you have these jobs and you're thinking about owning the company one day or running things or doing your own thing. Another night of someone who used to own the factory and got caught embezzling funds or trying to sell a vice presidency position or something like that, you know. Nothing we would do in our day and age, no. Or, or, or an old night of the dropout or dr- school dropout or ex-offender or underachiever or discriminated against person. And this is the only job they could get. A night who people who are trapped in their sin and by the sin of others musing all night about freeing themselves somehow from disappointment and burden of, of the way they let themselves and their family and God down. Just another old regular night of 40 years of the shepherd who used to dream that he wouldn't have to be lower class anymore. Just another old night, you know, regular night of, of the 40-year-old veteran who, who's a disrespected part of society. Third shift, never seen, overlooked, much need, and un- needed an underappreciated, underpaid person. Just another old regular night of human, of the human fallen condition, sin and sinned against in a fragile and broken and dangerous world, and an angel knocks on the door, and heaven opens up with some information. 
that changes the night and all the possibilities of the night and all the bondages and fears and the ways that they were trapped living because of sin in and by the invasion of the song of redemption. These shepherds' lives through the song are informed and and changed hopefully forever. Nothing will ever be the same again for them. What was because these angels were singing and caroling, maybe dancing a little too, is no longer here. What time is it? What day is it? The day of salvation is here. And that changes everything. Sorry, Barack, you didn't come up with it. The day of change happened right there. Change has come. When the angel's song began and the very nature of the song says, this ain't regular. This is super regular for your regular condition. This is excellent news for you. It moves you to what and where, what is really going on and happening. And this is, this is it. Salvation has come to earth. Light has come to earth. Forgiveness of sin has come to the earth. Justice has come. Freedom has come. Unconditional love and joy has come. Healing has come. Community has come. The song is now the truth about you and all the world and it's on loudspeaker and it tells you how to see your life from here on out the song tells you what and why you should be doing what you're doing like like christmas music tells you shop get in debt wrap that thing you got to get something for everybody right well the song of the angels is saying you got a gift y'all Everything's changed, shepherds. Look at this verse 10. It says here, but the angel said to them, and they're afraid, right? Do not be afraid. Why? I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Shepherds like us too. You know, when we see all people, that ain't really us. Sometimes you got to realize what it feels like to be uh, the oppressed or marginalized part of society you know when they say anybody can get credit that don't count for you you know how it is you see the commercial zero percent interest that ain't you look at the little small letters for those with exceptional credit that ain't you but when the angel said for all people for the first time the shepherd said we're included we count that changes our life. And then they said, went to, went to see the baby. They came ancient. They walked down the street, y'all. Shepherds didn't walk out in the open like that. The message to sinners like shepherds and like me and you is that sin is forgiven. And sinners can have relationship with God and righteousness for heaven and light is here in a dark world. Good news and humbling news for some of us who think you're in charge. The song is playing everywhere. It's being broadcast from heaven. It can't be blocked. Loud and clear in HD satellite and ham radio. You cannot and will not see or hear or feel things the same. The Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, and redeemer and savior of mankind, the fixer of all that is broken in and out, the one who sees and feels your burdens is here and there and everywhere you go and you can do or be. It's Christmas time all the time with the song of the gospel. 
And if it is the nature and truth of the song, like the Christmas carol to, Christmas carol to invade and inform. You know how it is at Christmas. For us who try to be Scrooges, I'm one of those. If you can't beat them, can't help at Christmas but to join them. Right? The song invites us to sing. It invites us to sing. You know what's going to happen? Again, even the most Scrooged of us all. You're going to catch yourself singing. I know it. Or thinking to sing it or humming in your head. I hate that feeling. You're just walking. Jingo all. Oh, my Lord. Look what y'all have done to me. You know, you, you catch yourself singing. Carols are inviting, catchy tunes. It's in, it is, they are written for those of us who can't sing to sing. You can hide disharmony in the carols. Jingle bell, jingle bell. Somehow it just fits. If folk keep smiling, yay, sing along, friend. The song is designed for you to join in, easy to jump in and sing along. In the original day, to jump on in and sing and even to respond by giving food to those who do sing. It's an invitation in its nature to sing along. Look with me at this final reading here. Suddenly a great company, verse 13 of of heavenly hosts appear with the angel praising God saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men and on whom his favor rests when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger when they had seen him they spread the word right just like the angels did to them concerning what had been told about this child and all and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them from a shepherd to an MDiv amazing to me just preaching the gospel but Mary treasured up all these things in her heart and pondered them in her heart the shepherds I get this they returned right to the regular life nope no they didn't they returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told they had They have joined in to the caroling, and the caroling has joined in to their lives. Get this. These guys should be taking the first shift hours in their third shift jobs. You know, maybe to stand on the corner with a 40 in the bag, right? And talk about how the man kept them down, about how the world's so hard. You know, they should be at home. Between sleep and wait, you know, kind of licking their wounds dur- during the intermission of Mari Povich, listening to that lawyer who understands they're being heard on the job, right? They should be soaking and hiding. They, since they smell and were hated by men like people, not going to malls in their work clothes, and they get invited to see God and with that to sing to and about their God, they join their lives. The refrain of their lives are invited to connect with the divine and powerful meaning and change of all that that comes at Christmas. They, their solo verse, if you will, their story. 
their broken verse, their sin-laden verse, their lonely verse, their, their, their disillusioned verse, their verse of discrimination, their alienated verse, their, their worthless and prideful verse, their, their prideful needing to be humbled verse, join in and sing the refrain of God, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. What am I saying? Sing, y'all! Sing to the Lord! Sing, bring to God's refrain, to to God's hook, if you will. Jesus came and was made for us to sing with and sing about and sing to God for our dirtiness. He came in in the key of the human so that you and I could sing our verse. I remember when We Are the World came out. Y'all remember that song? Some of y'all weren't born. When We Are the World came out, 81, 85, something. 85, I think. Quincy Jones put together a nice little piece there. And all kind of voices were there. I didn't know how it worked. Cindy Lop on one side, Michael Jackson on the other. But the boss, what's his name? Bruce Springsteen? And on one side, Cindy Lop. On one other side? Sorry, y'all, those abbreviated expressions of the people. But you got somebody sound like a 1970 muscle car engine, another person sound like a bird. <laughs> somehow, I don't know how Quincy did it. Somehow, when they sang, yeah, 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 it fit. I'm like, that song sound pretty good. It's a bunch of mixed up, messed up, different kind of folk, rock sing over here, soul sing over here, rap. It worked. It was because the symphony and music was arranged for the voices to connect. Good job, Quincy. But for us in his, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us a chord, a a tune, a, a key that gives us voice. Thank you, God, for hearing us. Thank you, Lord, for inviting our lives and our confessions of sin and our repentance and our sorrow and our fear and our happiness, our story to sing with joy and deliverance and hope to and with because of you, Lord. We can sing. We can tell our story. The story of God becomes our story today. You know what the refrain of the chorus is? It's the part you join in, especially if you don't know the verse. Rejoice, rejoice. I'm in that Emmanuel. Rejoice. Re- That's the chorus. You know what the chorus was originally called? The burden. The burden. Here's what the song means. You bring and you sing your mess to the Lord. You bring and you sing your joy to the Lord. You bring and you sing your hopes to the Lord. You bring and you you sing your fragility to the Lord. You bring and you sing your story to the Lord. You bring and you sing your fears to the Lord. And the burden of all you bring falls on the chorus that God himself has provided. For your inner and outer war, 
His chorus. For peace on earth, for your loneliness, His chorus. Glory to God in the highest, because He sees you. For your sin, His chorus is peace. For those who sing a verse of need to finally know unconditional love and freedom, his chorus is peace, goodwill to men on whom his favor rests. The Lord is saying, sing your verse and let him answer with his chorus of redemption. There is a chorus in heaven. For your verse. There ain't a verse you can sing that God in the gospel doesn't have a chorus that can handle the burdens of all you can bring. So sing. Sing. Sing with passion. Sing with hope. Sing as one who has been and needs to be invaded and informed and has been invited by Jesus. Sing. Sing to the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, let the burdens fall on you. Oh, we want peace. We want joy. We want freedom. Lord, we're hurting. We're suffering. Let the burden fall on you. Let the chorus of the gospel be real to us. Let it ring out, Lord, even when we are confused about the verse, even when we are confused about what we're feeling or or what to say to you, Lord. We don't even have words to describe what we're going to. Like Pastor Giorgio said, Lord, sometimes it's just a groan. "Mm, Lord, and your chorus says you came to be a lover and savior of sinners. Those confused in darkness, Lord, your chorus straightens it out and figures it out. Do that for us right now, Lord Jesus. Give us the word. Give us Jesus, the living word. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.